listening to the recordings. And then they have groups, smaller groups that meet uh, with different leaders. It's sort of like a uh, bhakti riksha program, uh, but it's all online. They have groups they call sage groups. And uh, yeah, different leaders. So, Brajabi Hari Prabhu is a leader of one of these groups. And you know, they meet and they discuss. He was making the point that the connection here is uh, he was highlighting this special feature of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the highest reaching down to the lowest. Uh, uh, and um, was speaking from Mayapur. It's kind of interesting that the technology <laughs> enables this. Uh, he was in Mayapur. Raghunath was here in Vrindavan, Raj, Govardhan. And uh, then people from all over the world Interesting. Anyway, he was making the point because um, Koshtuba was uh, highlighting one of the events they're having. These days, as we are here, uh, what we're missing in Mayapur is the ISKCON leader Sangha, where they have presentations by many devotees on all kinds of subjects related to Krishna consciousness and to the uh, practice and the propagation of Krishna consciousness. So uh, Koshtuba was telling about one presentation. He didn't go into detail, but uh, he was very impressed that there's this group who are uh, helping devotees. Uh, it's called, I don't know, recovery, bhakti recovery, something, you know? Bhakti, yeah, bhakti recovery group, and this is actually uh, a devotee, uh, her name is Chiva, and she was formerly very addicted to truck and all kinds of stuff, uh -huh. coming most from New York. Mm -hmm. And they're having, uh, like, this is a 12-step program, uh, normally for alcoholic yeah. people, I guess. And she made this, converted this into a 12-step program for recovering your bhakti. Recovering your bhakti, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so the... Um, so they talked about this, that yes, this is a movement for, uh, of Lord Chaitanya reaching from the highest down to the lowest, and that's inclusive of uh, those who take up bhakti and at some point slip away. And sometimes the slipping away is a deep drop, you know, to a very uh, troubled situation. And um, so, so this group, they're, they're, they're saying, well, we're supposed to be followers of Lord Chaitanya. <laughs> so we're supposed to be uh, helping in the uh, activity that Lord Chaitanya is performing, which is he is patita pavana, so he is uplifting the most fallen. So this should apply also for <laughs> devotees who have trouble. And uh, so it was, I think, very um, important that this is going on. And Narottam Das, who we know is as one of the exalted acharyas is identifying himself as the most fallen. And he's kind of challenging Lord Chaitanya in this prayer. He's saying, 
you're known as Patita Pavana. So, I'm Patita. In fact, I'm the most Patita. So, if you're not going to lift me up, then what does it mean that you are Patita Pavana? Kisaravadiya. What is this? Uh, so, he's kind of challenging that. Yeah. Hare Krishna, good morning everyone. <laughs> um, I should uh, maybe ask, today is pretty much the, the middle already of our retreat. Time is passing. And we're coming to, uh, we can say, the second half. So it might be a time to be asking um, if you have any suggestions for what to do more of, less of, not at all, um, over something we haven't at all done that we should be doing. Um, because now's our chance. Right? Now is our chance to do something. <laughs> to do something retreatful. <laughs> to do something that's uh, inspiring us. I'm, this is the first time I've uh, had such a, a, a program. We've done some traveling retreats before. Um, we didn't call them retreats, did we? And uh, those have been good, uh, sometimes challenging, especially because we were sometimes staying in some hotel that was quite moochy. <laughs> the devotees would come and say, oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> And sometimes devotees were getting sick because of the travel and changes and everything. So I think we discovered that it's nice to stay in one place. <laughs> when you're much younger, right? When you're between 20 and 25, <laughs> then you can go here, there, and everywhere. <clears throat> but uh, it's nice to be in one place. Yeah, yesterday was... How, how was it yesterday, our uh, Radha Kunt, Shama Kunt, pilgrimage? Amazing. Any, any reflections about yesterday? Yes. I saw many tears. You saw what? Many tears. Tears. Oh. You saw many tears, or you were having many tears? <laughs> I'm not as lucky. You're not as lucky. <laughs> and, yeah. Yes. Shravanya Ramanya Mataji is singing in front of Brother It was very special. Yeah. Yeah. Kata, what is it? Katana? Something creeper. Kata, Katakshi. Huh? Yeah. And then the last line of each verse. That's how they when that's the word I yes I already had a chance to be in Hoverland or near my Radha Kunt a few times. 
ale pierwszy raz zdarza mi się być w towarzystwie dwóch Maharadża i To jest niesamowite przeżycie i bardzo, bardzo się z tego cieszę. And that is an amazing experience and I'm very happy about this. I to szczęście przykrywa wszelkie ewentualne małe jakby And this happiness is uh, somehow covering all the, you know, uh, troubles that could be somewhere related to troubles. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, Hare Krishna. Um, yes, uh, Tishnarupa before was only with me, so. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yes, uh, with our good uh, Mohan Panda, uh, who I have uh, kind of met on several occasions before. I could, He's always suddenly there. <laughs> yes, and I could never tell whether he is a Saint Brahmana or a robber, but a. Um, <laughs> Um, something sh did actually um, really touch me when he was saying that we we don't know how fortunate we are that we were able to come to Radakund and, and he was actually hundred percent right about that one. <laughs> he was right about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think it's one one of my biggest miseries that actually yes, I don't I cannot appreciate how fortunate I am to be able to even just see Shumati Radharani and Krishna in life Yeah. Yeah. May we someday realize our good fortune. <laughs> arranged that we play that drama because meditation uh, was at least for me when we went to around Radakun and Shyamakun I know the story much more I was more close to that story more yeah. close to that Lila if I can say it like that uh, and this really helps me to be in more meditating not just like uh, seeing things around me but yeah. with the meditation of what was happening here this was really nice experience. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a you can say there's two histories. There's a, there's a, uh, there's the primordial history, if you like, <laughs> which is what the drama, what the drama is. Uh, is uh, giving us. And then there's the more recent history uh, of our Goswamis, Acharyas, who were staying there, and who made Radha-kund, Shama-kunda their home. Um, and of course there's more recent history, and that's well, we can say we're part of that <laughs> present, the, the present history. We're part of the history in making uh, the influx of devotees from around the world, of course, all inspired and inspired by Srila Prabhupada and more and more people of Raj over the last years are appreciated. Actually, it was Srila Prabhupada who made all this happen, that all of these devotees were coming. And of course, <laughs> that appreciation is mixed in with um, 
economic considerations <laughs> in understanding, yeah, it's nice. All these Westerners are coming and they have so much money. <laughs> they, they see us as having lots of money and we're thinking, I have no money, you know, I just barely got enough money together to get myself here and now they want more from me. Uh, but they see, they see us differently. <laughs> But that's also part of the history, part of the economics. Um, as we were coming around uh, Shamakunda, we made a very brief stop, stop just to glance at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's baitak. Uh, the word baitak means sitting place comes from, I guess, from the Hindi verb betna, uh, to sit. So you'll often hear about and see different baitaks. And we thought there's a kind of major renovation being done of Mahaprabhu's baitak. And uh, I asked Acharya, what's his full name? Acharya something. Acharya Ji. He said, you can call me Acharya Ji. He's uh, from one of the Goswami families, one of the <coughs> local Brahmin. He, uh, he, he was with us. I asked him, who is funding this? And he said, the government. And then he spoke very uh, some glorification of the chief minister of Uttar Pradesh. <laughs> he said, he's honest! <laughs> Unlike most politicians. <laughs> so, um, and it's the government that has built, uh, well, first of all, they arranged that uh, the, the road around Govardhan Hill is not free to any and all traffic. This is fairly recent, before anyone could drive, and it was chaos. It was utter and complete and impossible, uh, because there were no restrictions. Now there are restrictions. Which cars, which um, vehicles can come in that area? And therefore it's most of the time, relatively, relatively free of traffic, making it possible for um, devotees, for parikramis to um, peacefully do parikrama. Uh, so they they made that arrangement. They they built this fence. The first time I was coming to Govardhan would have been, I guess first time I came to India in 1978, ancient history. There was no fence, there was no anything. <laughs> I remember uh, Govinda Kund, hardly anything was built around Govinda Kund. It was all open. So a lot has been built up, but the point is, have to give the government credit, they've uh, been doing things to... Also, we'll see today, today we're going to another kunda, uh, but it's not called a kunda, it's a sarovara, kusum sarovara, uh, flower lake, and uh, narada kund, which is very close to kusum sarovara. And they've also now built uh, a fence, a wall fence around Kusum Sarovara, so it's more protected. So, yeah. Changes are there in modern history. Trees are planted, it seems trees have been planted around Govardhan. Let's see. That was, I don't remember that before. 
The Vedas are the principal uh, scriptural evidence which in turn expound the following nine principles. Hari, is Krishna, is the supreme absolute truth. He possesses all energies. He is the ocean of rasa, transcendental melodies. The living entities are his separated parts and parcels. The living entity, due to his nature of marginal energy, may become conditioned by the material energy. Due to his marginal nature, the living entity, in the liberated condition, is free of the influence of material nature. Everything in this material creation is inconceivably one and different from the Supreme Lord Sri Hari. Pure devotional service is the highest occupation for the living entity. Pure love of Krishna is the living entity's ultimate goal of life. Lord Gorachandra himself teaches these principles to the people. So there we have it in what we say in English, a nutshell. <laughs> like you take a, a walnut and open it and take out the edible part and you have an empty walnut shell. So it's a quite small space. <laughs> so we say uh, that's everything in a nutshell. Do you say something like that in your <coughs> languages? In Polish we have in Polish we have in pill, yeah. In pill. In pill. Like in a pill. <laughs> yeah, this is like a pill. <laughs> you can you can pop this pill. You can take this pill every morning. <laughs> Okay. He has um, actually taken from Baladevidya Bhushana, who in turn took from Madhvacharya, nine principles. And there's uh, a verse from Baladevidya Bhushana which has nine principles. So what is the missing principle? Rasavdim, that the Lord is uh, the reservoir, uh, is an ocean uh, of rasa. So they, so that was, uh, that's what Lord Chaitanya found missing when he visited 
South India, he went to, uh, I guess he went to Udupi, as I mentioned. Yeah, he went to Udupi and he met uh, the followers of Madhva, what are referred to as the Tattvavadis. The Tattvavadis. I don't know if they use that term. But anyway, he was not so impressed. <laughs> he found their philosophy, their Krishna consciousness was, yes, it was nice, it was okay, but <laughs> that's how Krishna does, Kaviraj puts it. Was missing rasa. <laughs> was missing the taste. So, any other, any suggestions? You've expressed nicely some appreciation. Any suggestions for something we want to do more of or less of or anything um, in the next days? We'll, we have planned some more parikramas, as I mentioned today. Uh, tomorrow, where are we going tomorrow? Parsh. Brinda Kund and Terkadam and Obi. Okay, and then I think we go to Varshana. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So, like that. No suggestions, no? Yes? Maybe uh, next week on our free day, uh, I was going to suggest we can have something like a sign-up sheet or going to Vrindavan and maybe mm -hmm. uh, the center could organize some transportation. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, is it next week or is it, what? which is the day? If you allow us, we can make each um, take uh, in Bali little Giriraj, and we can make uh, Abhishek. Everyone, we can make Abhishek. Uh -huh. uh, we can buy Panafanadias, yogurt, uh, and, and uh, honey, and all things. Mm -hmm. And everyone can have this chance now because we are here. I uh -huh. don't know, then we again. Yeah. So we can go to Giriraj Valley and we can make all Abhishek. All Abhishek, each yes. one private Abhishek? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can give massage to Giriraj. Everyone can fight. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay. He allows. Giriraj Maharaj allows us. He allows, yes. <laughs> okay, well, um, so maybe you can all discuss this when and how and details and everything and then we can do that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Why not? That'll be an interesting thing to film. <laughs> because because I heard when you massage to Giriraj, your handline is changed. Oh hopefully for the better. <laughs> 
I said before, then you uh, massage to Gurilaj Mahavaj. Your hand line is the changed. The lines on your hands may change. Yeah, it could be that uh, Giriraj erases your lifeline <laughs> so that you can come again. next day you... Yes, Since we go uh, on Saturday uh, to Bihar one, I've never been there. Yes. I never heard about the place. Yes. I asked Arasudavikari. He told that it is more than one hour of drive after yeah. there. So I just wanted if you can say a few hints uh, so that we can meditate about this okay. Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Biharvan, I was fortunate to go uh, with another group some days ago to Biharvan because one devotee. Uh, whom you will meet, uh, I think, tomorrow. Tomorrow or the next day, he should be coming back from Rajasthan. So he was saying, you got to go to Biharvan. And then he sent me uh, a link of a video from Indra Dhyumna Swami and his group. They had been to Biharvan. And I said, yeah, why not? So we went to Biharvan. It's, um, there's an ashram there. It's quite, it's like way out there. It's where nobody ever goes. And that's the beauty of it. Of course, we're going there, which means, okay, it may become the beginning and the end of it being a nice place, because then more and more devotees will go. And then somebody's going to buy a plot of land, and then somebody's going to build something, and then, and then there's going to be a pan shop, and there's going to be... Anyway, now, before all that happens, we can go. And there's one, one ashram of the um, Swami Haridas uh, Sampradaya. Swami Haridas uh, is not of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. He's, he is Swami Haridas. <laughs> uh, and he, I don't remember the story, he discovered Bhakti Hari. Yes. He, he so the most popular, the most popular deity in Vrindavan today is Bhakti Hari. You may want to go visit there uh, and have darshan. Uh, you have to look very quickly when they open the curtain. You have to soak in the darshan because within seconds they're going to close the curtain again. <laughs> uh, because there's a... I'm getting a little off the subject, but there's a, a leela. Uh, they, they don't want him to run away. Uh, the, so there's a Swami Haridas Sampradaya, and uh, some of their sadhus are, they have this ashram out in Biparvan, where they have 2,000 cows, and uh, it's just, it's just uh, forest and nice sand and, uh, and cows. And, uh, and they have a small, they have a nice temple, also a Bankidihari. And this Bankidihari doesn't hide, he's freely open to see, and there's, it's a nice peaceful darshan. <laughs> uh, so we're mainly going just to be with the cows and be uh, where we can uh, picture how it would be with Krishna herding the cows. And, uh, yeah, we can feed the cows and the calves, they have lots of calves, little calves, different age groups of calves. So it's, it's a shanti experience, shanti, shanti, yeah, shanta, 
You could say Shantarasa. I don't know. <laughs> Are you convinced it's something to experience? Okay. Yeah. yeah um, and if you haven't experienced Indian buses, that's also something to experience. <laughs> We're getting the better quality of this. In the early years when I would come to Vrindavan from Delhi, a few times I took the public bus from uh, Kashmiri Gate bus station. And uh, the cost of the bus was 22 rupees. One Deutsche Bank. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there were Deutsche Banks. Yeah, it was something like that. And uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun because you really got the experience of the salt of the earth with the local people. One time, one time I was in Mumbai and uh, I had a small surgery on my foot. There was something that kind of needed to be removed, so I arranged, with devotees help to arrange, I had that done in one big hospital. Um, that's another story, but since then, then I had to use crutches for some days, and I was scheduled to go to Vrindavan, first to fly to Delhi, and then take a bus from Vrindavan, and I had crutches. And I was completely, as we say in America now, I was blown away, I was amazed I was really touched by how helpful people were. They saw me with crutches and everyone wanted to help. Everyone wanted to help. And then, of course, came my um, less devotional thought. Maybe whenever I travel in India, I should be with crutches. <laughs> 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 right. Um, where am I? Chapter eleven. Shall we? Shall we read? Time is already. It's already ten minutes. Okay. We can still do it. Little bit of chapter eleven of Harinam Chintamani. I don't know why this is chapter eleven. Okay. Anya Shuva Karma Sahita Nam Ketuya To consider the chanting of Hare Krishna one of the auspicious ritualistic activities offered in the Vedas as fruitive activities, karma kanda. Now this is a, a one of this is an operata that we might feel that we don't have this problem because we're not into uh, the fruit of activities of karmakanda. We don't even know what they are. <laughs> we got a bit of a taste of it yesterday um, with the help of Mohan Panda. <laughs> could say like that, but it was kind of tra transcendental at the same time because it's Radha Kund. <laughs> and, but he was saying at one point, you can wish for whatever you want, if it's, you know, if you want wealth, you know, da 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 da. Dharma Vrata Tyaga Hutadi Sarva Shuva Kriya Samyam Abhi Pramadapa. To consider the chanting of Hare Krishna as one of the auspicious ritualistic activities 
offered in the Vedas as fruit. So first, after a couple of verses of glorification, or a verse of glorification, um, well, let's read that one. Glory, glory to the holy names of Lord Chaitanya, which have now descended to this world. Glory, glory to the holy names of Lord Krishna, which are the highest of all spiritual truths. Then Haridas says, O oh Lord, please listen carefully. He's speaking to Lord Chaitanya. Other pious deeds are not equal to the holy name. And then uh, he uh, glorifies or he discusses the nature of the holy name. He says, O oh Lord, you are like a spiritual son. As you in that is your nature. You are perfectly spiritual. Your nature is wonderful. Your form, that seems like he's addressing the holy name now. Uh, this subject came up. What do we mean by Nama Prabhu? Yeah. So it seems he's uh, addressing Nama Prabhu now. Your form is completely spiritual in every way. Your, uh, you, what? You, your hmm, holy name, abode, and pastimes are all completely spiritual. No, okay, back up. Erase that part of the recording. <laughs> He's addressing Lord Chaitanya. He's saying, your holy name, abode, and pastimes are all completely spiritual. Your primary names are not in any way different from you. Your holy name is not material. <clears throat> Descending from the world of Goloka, your holy name enters your devotees' mouths. Your holy name enters the spirit soul fills the material body and dances on the tongue and in other parts of the body as well. That's cool. <laughs> okay. This, I like this. I like it because it, for me this is a, a confirmation, a justification for a certain kind of practice that I sometimes like to do, um, and I usually don't mention it because it's my speculation, but it's bona fide, it's here, <laughs> it's from, he says, first of all, the, the name enters the devotee's mouths, so I think it's nice to have this uh, reflection, this meditation. We are receiving the holy name and then we are can, uh, we are relaying. We are like you get something, someone gives you something with one hand and you put it in the other hand and hand it to someone else. So we are when we're chanting, we're receiving the name and giving it out. Uh, it enters the devotee's mouth. Your holy name enters the spirit soul. It enters the jiva. Um, it would take me probably too much time to find the Bengali of that just now. Mm. But it would be interesting to see. Let's see. <coughs> Maybe I can find it. Bear with me, please. So, while I'm looking for this, I can think about that idea of relaying the holy name. Uh, 
Okay. Like this, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is analyzing 
he's expanding on each of the offenses to be avoided. Um, let's see. There's a section here called the Holy Names, both the means and the goal. Um, where's the part that says how to? Okay, here it is. The remedy for this offense. So he repeats that it's an offense to think chanting the holy name is a material pious deed. Um, he says, one commits an impious deed by thinking like that. One should take care to extinguish that impious thought. How do you extinguish, extinguish a thought? You know, the, the uh, example is given. If I, if I now tell you, don't think of an elephant, what happens? You think of at least one elephant, not many. <laughs> but Bhaktivinoda says, get rid of it. Then one will understand the holy name's purity. Eventually, one will attain a great treasure of pure love for <laughs> Okay. Oh, wow. One should anoint one's body with dust from the feet of an outcast grihasta who is devoted to pure chanting of the holy name. <laughs> this, uh, you know, caste consciousness, it's still very much present in India. Uh, it's less so in the cities, but it's there. Um, and caste usually kind of boils down to who do you eat with and who do you marry? Right? <laughs> kind of boils down to these two. Who do you eat with and who do you marry? Who do you not eat with and who do you not marry? Right? <laughs> so these are very... Uh, Yes, Kita uh, Gamina. Um, just on the previous point about not chanting for material desires, uh, is that different to chanting with Sankalpa? How is it different to chanting with Sankalpa? How is it different from chanting with a sankalpa? Yeah. Well, sankalpa is a general term uh, for all sorts of things. Uh, it's, it's a resolve, it's some declaration, I will do this or that. Uh, the sankalpa with, for chanting, my, my understanding is it would generally be <coughs> a resolve that today I am going to chant X number of rounds, I am going to not be distracted. Of course, one might think in terms of uh, a, a, a vow, I will chant for X, Y, or Z purpose. The, the point that this Aparad is about is thinking that chanting Hare Krishna is somehow equivalent to, or is it's <clears throat> the offense is to bring the holy name down to the level of mundane piety, which is meant to bring one up to the level of transcendental realization. And I skipped over it here, but Bhakti you Nautakur. Know, explains one can, by pious activity, gradually, gradually 
elevate oneself and eventually can, I think he's saying you can come to the, the transcendental platform but it's it's so much trouble um, so to make a comparison of the two that's the offense and, and uh, to be chanting Hare Krishna because I want to pass an examination, I want to win uh, the lottery, <laughs> or whatever, uh, is, let's say, third class, right? Because uh, we want the we want to understand that uh, chanting the Holy Name is the means to the goal which is chanting Hare Krishna, as Prabhupada would say, as he answered someone, what is the goal of this chanting of Hare Krishna? It's more chanting of Hare Krishna. <laughs> That's Bhakti is the means and the goal. So we want to keep in that circle uh, of understanding. Did that uh, address your concern? Something? I heard from Vasanyasi. He said. Oh, you can I heard uh, from Vasanyasi uh, on his lecture that if we chant, if we chant round or rounds, for someone's, let's say that someone become pure devotee of Lord Krishna. He said, you are very merciful. Does it mean that one loses some security because he's giving someone something? I, I never, uh, I, I just heard on the lecture, not in, in life, you know, just on some, how, how it... So, this, the situation you're describing is someone says, now I'm going to chant rounds for another person, so that, so person that person will become, become a pure devotee. devotee. Lord Krishna. Uh -huh. hmm. I wouldn't worry about losing something yourself. <laughs> like, uh, there's all these kinds of references. In Hari Bhakti Vilasa, there's reference, you should uh, chant with the beads covered, because otherwise uh, Rakshasas may come and take away the benefit, and so on. Um, okay. <laughs> A lot of those things are drawn from really Karmakandiya sorts of uh, references. The Harivakti Lasa itself, as far as I could see, is essentially a smarta text. The word smarta just means related to smriti. So it's Vaishnav smriti, and that's what Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur says. It's Vaishnav smriti. Um, but it's, uh, it's drawn from many, many sources, over 100 different texts. And a lot of it has this flavor of uh, sort of material, getting something material. The whole description in Harivaktivilas of, uh, of, for example, the Janmashtami festival is that uh, this is an opportunity for uh, for married women who desire to have a child. So you do worship on Janmashtami. This is how you do it. And this will be uh, favorable for you to have a child. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of things like that. But uh, chanting for others in a sense, you could say that the, the, the great Vaishnavas, they're all, they're all chanting for us <laughs> all the time. 
Yeah, we can also meditate like that. And you could also meditate. I want to chant for the benefit of this person. And at the same time, you can meditate. May the Lord bless me through the Vaishnavas, through their chanting, that I will be, <laughs> I will receive their mercy, that I can pass it on to this devotee. And then certainly you're not going to be the loser. <laughs> Imagine, you know, <clears throat> some story. You come be at the end of life, you find yourself coming before Yamaraj. And Yamaraj looks at you with a stern look and says, you have been chanting Hare Krishna for others. <laughs> you neglected to chant for yourself. Therefore, you are here. You will be here for 16,000 lives because you chanted 16,000 I don't know. <laughs> I'm imagining a whole other drama someone can write. I have another one, but I will not take so much time. The idea is that we inspire everyone to chant Hare Krishna. And uh, sometimes people really have material desires. And sometimes we also see that uh, during the chanting of Hare Krishna, you know, we see, we resolve so many problems. You know, not that we are constant, that we are aiming, maybe, but we just chant and, you know, wow, I can do this, oh, this is a good idea, you know. And even if we have some problem, Krishna inspires us how to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. uh, would it be bonafide that we... I, I know it's not bonafide, but every time I'm asking. Is it bonafide? I know it's not bonafide, but is it bonafide? <laughs> You know, to, say, to, to say those who are attached that you know you can get good you know, ideas or uh, solve your problems, you know, you can change. Because the idea is chant anyway, chant. But then you will be purified. Anyway. So because it's really working like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. How does the verse go? Akama, sarvakama va mokshakama utadati. Tivrena bhakti yogena yayedam purusham parapha. A kama, if, has, if one is without kama, without desire, sarva kama va, or one is full of kama, <clears throat> or moksha kama, the desire for liberation. Um, the udara di, the person who's uh, whose mentality, whose intelligence is udara, is noble. Tivrena bhakti yogena. Yaya, by that. Tivra bhakti, where the word tivra means strong, sharp, intense. So by intense bhakti. <coughs> Uh, for Purusha, for the Supreme, for the Supreme Lord. Uh, that's what uh, Shukadeva Goswami is recommending. So he's saying, whatever. And we've been singing the song. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, we can talk more about it uh, at maybe Kusum Sarovar. This song we've been uh, singing with Manas Goswami. Radharaman, Radharaman, Radharaman. Jish, Jish this and Jish that. Yeah. So the, the whole mood of that song is like, whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you think you are, whatever you do, whatever you don't do, chant the name Radharaman. <laughs> Such a nice... I like it. 
Right, so I wish you all a wonderful day today here in Giri Govardhan Loka. Shri Giri Govardhan Aki. Shri Labrabhupada Aki. Gaur So now we have also an uh, association of more devotees. His Grace Mahatma Prabhu has arrived. Uh, with several devotees, they're having their own program. He's giving seminars. I'll talk with them later. I hope we can do something together while he's here. We're here. We'll, we'll figure out something. 